test. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, 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 hello. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Hi. Is that coming through? No, it's not. I can just, oh, there we go. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Uh, it's me tonight, okay? Can you, are you going to be all right with that? Oh, Brian, thank you. Hey, um, it's me uh, because Pastor Dan is feeling a little under, under the weather. So you and I together, before we begin the message tonight, we're going to do something that Christians do, and we're going to pray for our Pastor Dan, who is not feeling well. We're going to ask for God to help heal him, get him back here, okay? So practice that with me tonight. Let's pray together. When we pray together, Something happens, God moves, God works, okay? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to come before you tonight on behalf of Pastor Dan and ask that you would help him to have his body healed. Lord, you know the things that are going wrong. You know uh, the uh, difficulty he's having, whatever that might be. I don't know the details, you do. So Lord, we just ask in a simple prayer tonight as we begin that you would help him and help his mind, help his body, help his whole being to heal and recover and to come back here and be able to carry on the calling that you've given him. Lord, we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. All right, you guys. Um, is it weird that we're doing Christmas stuff and it's December 7th? Is that weird to you guys or are you okay with it? How many of you have your Christmas trees up already? Are you, after Thanksgiving, it's like the green light, go ahead to do your Christmas tree. After Thanksgiving is my limit. Before Thanksgiving, I'm like, it's questionable, but afterwards, I'm fine with it. So I, I want to just remind you, once again, Carson did a good job giving announcements. Next week, though, we're at Flight Zone the whole time. So high schoolers, you, most of you can drive. Drive yourself there. 6.30 to 8 is when we're there. Um, just want to make sure you guys all know that. And remember, I'm going to send you junior hires a text and your parents a text, but just want to make sure you know about it. Also, another announcement type of thing, you've got invites for our Christmas Eve service on your table. So I am excited for Christmas. That's why we play a Christmas game tonight, and I'm going to talk about kind of the Christmassy ideas tonight as well, because... Uh, Tonight is our only opportunity to talk about it. We didn't talk about it last week. I wasn't here last week, and we didn't get to talk about it. And so next week being at Flight Zone, tonight's the Christmas night. So welcome, and hope you're in the Christmas spirit. So um, I, I think Christmas is the best, don't you? Is it, is it anybody else's favorite time of the year? Nobody's? Just mine? Okay, yeah. It's like, I think most people think it's the best time of the year, and we've all got our different reasons for it. Yeah, here's, here's one that's good for me, okay? Like, comfort and, like, coziness of Christmas time, that's, like, my favorite part about it. I don't know what it is about, like, that that makes my heart happy, but you know what I mean? Like you see a fire, you get to have the Christmas lights up in your house, however it is for you. I, that's part of Christmas. That's a main part of Christmas that I really, really enjoy. The coziness, uh, having some, who is an eggnog person? Anybody like eggnog a lot? I can't have dairy, and I found non-dairy eggnog this year, so I was, on, I was like super excited for that. Um, it's at Albertsons, if you're wondering. Uh, 
They have three different options, which I didn't know there was any options, and then I found three. I was like, manna from heaven, basically. Uh, Christmas time, coziness, eggnog, cookies, hot chocolate, all the best stuff, isn't it? And then the other parts about Christmas that are good are like you get to, uh, most of us get to see family. Like for me, I get to see some of my family only like once every two years because my wife and I switch which family we spend Christmas with. So I only get to see like my grandparents once every two years, my nieces once every two years. And so spending time with family, playing games, watching Christmas movies, it's one of the best parts about Christmas as well. And then we get to the thing that like most people would say is their favorite part about Christmas, and it's the gift giving, right? Getting gifts, receiving gifts, and giving gifts is like, if we're honest, it's the best part, because it's like when we, it's like what we look forward to, I think, most of the time. And tonight is not going to be a, we need to get back to the real meaning of Christmas type of thing. I think you guys as, I think you guys know enough to know that like this is the time to celebrate Jesus. So that is not what we're going to talk about tonight, but we're going to, I'm going to hopefully encourage you to do something that will be stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit, hopefully. Um, Because if you're like me, Uh, When I was your age and younger, I used to really, like, look forward to the part of Christmas where I got gifts, okay? And there are reasons for that. I didn't have any money, so the option of giving a gift was not in the question. All I could do is get gifts, but uh, that was the part that I looked forward to the most when I was like your age and younger. I didn't have money, so all I could think about was like, how can I uh, distribute my Christmas list to the right people to make sure I get the right stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure that I tell my parents I want this thing, my grandparents I want this thing. That was the best part of Christmas when I was younger. It was getting getting all the stuff I wanted, right? That's like the best part. And I've kind of gone through a shift in the last few years of my life um, that I think is in the right direction. It's in a good direction where I've gone from only ever like thinking about how can I get all the gifts that I want to I've really found that I like the... the uh, tradition, you could say, of finding good gifts for the people I love as well. It's become actually more joy-giving for me to find a, just that perfect gift for that person uh, each Christmas as it is to, it's more so joyful to do that than it is to get something that I want, because most of the time now I get like socks and underwear, okay? That's what you get when you're an adult, so that's what you got to look forward to, okay? Practical stuff, it's the best. Um, that's a joke. Uh, But giving gifts is now where my heart has shifted. And I think there's a lot of people, once you get to this point in your life, you'll probably realize the same thing. I think that's something that's built into us as humans. Like when we pick something out that really like meets a need for a person or it's like that gift that they would never buy themselves, but you got it for them because you know they could really use it or they'd really enjoy it or they'd have a lot of fun using it or whatever. It's such a joy-filled moment. And so gift giving has become the thing that I look forward to to the most. I'm not some great gift giver, okay? I'm not, I'm not made of money, so I can't just buy whatever, but I'd like to, that, that's, that's the real challenge is, Ryan, I think, I think your skittle is way over here now. Oh, no, never mind, okay. 
Anyways, that's the, that's the real skill, is when you're limited, but you think deeply about that person. What could that person really use? What would they really enjoy? And when you figure out what that thing, what, when you figure out what's in the middle of like what's reasonable, but what could they really use that would make them excited, that's like the sweet spot of gift giving. And so that's the shift that's happened in me, and I think it's evident in other people as well. I think once you're older, you'll probably be able to say, I really enjoy the same thing. Someday you guys are going to have children more than likely and giving them the right gifts too. It's going to be such a joy-filled moment. And so I've been having those feelings of like, I've, I've started to like giving gifts more than I do even getting gifts anymore. It's like a weird shift that's happened. And I never really, I didn't really think anything of it, but I thought, you know, I wonder if other people feel this. And I also wonder, like, is there something to that? Is there some reason that that is the case? And just recently, I was reading my Bible like a pastor does, no, like a Christian does, right? I was just reading my Bible, and I stumbled upon this verse. Uh, It's something that Jesus said, and I think it's on the screen. Yeah, this is Jesus talking. It's in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 35, which I'll explain in a minute. And Jesus says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So, This is kind of an interesting verse because it's in Acts, and if you know your Bible, you know that Jesus, all the stuff that he did and all the things that he said is pretty much just found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What do we call those books? The Gospels, right. So, So this little verse is not actually found anywhere else, but Paul says that Jesus said it, and so we kind of believe Paul, right? Like we kind of trust his opinion. Paul somehow heard either from the resurrected Jesus or through uh, someone who knew Jesus, that Jesus said this. So this is something Jesus believed in, and it kind of sounds like Jesus too, right? Like Jesus gives. John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he, what? Gave, gave his only son. And so Jesus, it would make sense for him to say something along these lines. So what does giving do? It makes you the blessed person, actually. It's actually more blessed to give than to receive. And here's why. Here's what it means. That word blessed, we can often think of it as like someone is happy. Like a lot of times if you see the word blessed in the Bible, you could, you could uh, translate it other, wa- other ways happy. Like so uh, if you see it in there, you could almost switch those two words out. This instance, it means it's God's approval over you, okay? It's God saying, like in the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit. I have an approval for the people who are poor in spirit, okay? For they will inherit the kingdom of God. This is the same kind of blessed. It's showing that God approves of it. And of course, it makes sense that God would approve of us being people who give, okay? It's more It's more approved of by God for us to give things than to receive them. And Clearly, Jesus, he wasn't talking about Christmas gifts, okay? Because, like, Christmas wasn't a thing when he, when he said that, right? They didn't celebrate, celebrate Jesus' birthday uh, when he was, maybe they did when he was alive, but just not on Christmas, not how we do today. You know what I'm saying, okay? I'm going to digress. So it's you receiving God's approval. When you give, you receive a special kind of approval by God, more so than when you receive something. And that's kind of tricky because the whole gospel is predicated on us being receivers, right? 
And there's something to that. At Christmas time, when you get a gift, especially a gift that you kind of, when it's like a really good gift, it's almost like too good of a gift and you like feel unworthy of it. That's the kind of gift that Jesus was to us. That's the kind of gift that Jesus brings at Christmas time to us. And so we have to be good receivers, but giving is the one who is blessed. So that is why God the Father looks upon Jesus as so, he's, he's so delighted in Jesus and what he did. That's why at his baptism, he says his approval of Jesus because he knows Jesus is coming to give to us. What giving does also is displays God to other people, right? That makes sense too. When you give a good gift to someone, you're showing through you the love of God to someone. Hopefully, at least, that's the heart. It's not you, and this is getting to my next point, it's, it's not you giving so that you can get something back in return, right? That's not a good, you aren't going to be a good gift giver if you give someone a really good gift and are like, if you don't give me something just as good, I'm going to take it right back to wherever I bought it from and get my refund, right? That wouldn't be a very good, you wouldn't be being a very good friend or a significant other or brother or sister or son or daughter if you gave a gift like that. And so you're, di- you're displaying God to others. Here's, here's another thing it displays. It displays that somehow, some way, out of the abundance that you had, you were, you were thinking of other people. And out of the abundance God had of love, he created us and then we messed things up by sinning. And so he gave to us out of his abundance once again a way for us to come back to him in relationship. So abundance that we have and we give to others is displaying God to others. That is why God looks upon the giver with approval. Here's the final thing that giving does, that hopefully we can become good givers if we aren't already. Here's here's probably the most important thing for you as the giver. Your heart changes because you realize he is able to provide for you. If you've ever given someone something uh, that you paid for, or maybe you've given someone something that you just had, like say you had a pair of gloves and you saw some kid at Walmart, you know the people who bring your groceries out at Walmart, does anybody else do that? I feel so bad for those people when it's like downpour raining or like snowing and stuff like that, give your gloves to that person. When you give like that, it starts to change your heart because you're starting to see there's a need that person has. I have the ability to meet it somehow, either by buying something or just giving them something off of my back. And it starts to change how you look at the whole world. It starts to open your eyes to the need all around you. And there's plenty of need, I think, and there's very few people willing to look around and say, I'm willing to give, God, just show me who to give to, what to give, when to give it. So that's what I want us to try to become is the people who are looking, willing, and able to just go and give when, they, when an opportunity arises. If you're going to give this Christmas uh, therefore, I want to give you some ideas of what, what it should look like when you give. I've already touched on a couple of them. Requirements that make sure that you will be blessed as the giver. The first one is you don't tell anybody. Especially if it's not a Christmas gift, like everybody's going to know who the Christmas gift is from, right? You write on it, like, this is to whoever, from whoever. If you really want to give and go a level deeper, give to someone somehow without telling a soul. 
Don't tell your friends, don't tell your parents, don't tell anybody and just give something to someone. I'm going to talk about ways that we can give in a little bit, but don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody about it. We're going to talk about uh, St. Nicholas in a few minutes. Don't, not, don't do the slide yet, but uh, St. Nicholas, he was like famous for giving things. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but he, was, he became famous, but he was never like, hey, look, I'm going to give these people this stuff. People caught him giving, and that's how we found out that St. Nicholas, who now we like made up the whole Santa thing, he was caught doing stuff. He didn't tell people he would give. So don't tell anyone. Just try to not tell someone and uh, see how that changes your heart. Here's the next thing. Don't expect anything of the person you give to. Don't expect that person to reciprocate it because if we just give in order to get, we're just like every other person on the whole planet, right? And if we're supposed to display what God is like to people, we have to learn to give and not look at it as a, I'm going to get something out of this eventually, okay? We can't expect a return on our investment when it comes to gifts if we really want to feel that approval of God in our hearts. Don't expect someone to give back if you're going to give. And then this is the last thing that I want you guys to think about tonight. We're going to spend some time thinking about it in small groups. I want you to give deeply, And don't give surface-level things, okay? Take a deep breath, because I'm not going to, like, explain to you guys that you need to, like, spend all your money on stuff, okay? We're going to only actually talk about stuff tonight that you can give. It doesn't cost you anything monetarily, but it costs you something in your heart and with your pride and stuff like that. So give deeply. Don't be surface level, okay? We're going to talk about that in a minute. So here's what I'm saying is it's great to get a card in the mail or like a letter in the mail, right? Like we all, it's like kind of exciting to get snail mail, isn't it? Like when you, even if it's just your grandma or something, they're sending you a letter. Um, But it's not very, it wouldn't be very fun if like, here's a Christmas card, very Merry Christmas to you. And then on the inside, here's what I don't want your gifts to be like. I don't want your gifts to be like what cards say on the inside side, right? Because it's just cheesy, and it's just like cookie cutter stuff, which is a Christmas pun. Um, (laughs) Thinking of you and wishing you a wonderful Christmas. Like, wow, I feel so loved by this card. If you got this card in the mail for me, you'd be like, in the trash, right? It'd be like, this doesn't mean anything to me. The best part about cards and letters is when people hand write something, and not just when they hand write something, it's just the same. If you go say, Merry Christmas, best wishes, whatever, it's like, I, you just you should have saved some ink and just left that there, right? It, when someone writes something that's like actually heartfelt and carefully like crafted for you, like t- asks you something about yourself or like shows some interest, it's so much better. It's so much more meaningful as the receiver, but think about how blessed that giver must feel when they are willing to take a step further, go a step deeper. They don't just do the surface level thing and they, and they do something really thoughtful and meaningful for you. St. Nicholas, I, did you guys ever see a picture of St. Nicholas? Here's a picture of him. Just kidding. That's Belschnickel. Okay, next one. This is St. This is Nicholas, real guy. Okay, real man who lived in like 300 years after Jesus walked the earth. And he's, he's one of the most widely worldwide like known people. And it's because he's become a commercialized thing. Santa Claus is based off of St. Nicholas, but he's just a real guy. 
He's a real guy, and a little bit about his life. Uh, St. Nicholas lost both of his parents when he was a child to a plague that went through their town, and so he actually grew up living with his uncle, who was basically the equivalent of a pastor at their local church. And so St. Nicholas, he spent a lot of time at church, and when he was like early, when he was like almost around your guys' age, just a little bit older, he was actually put in charge. He like skipped the pastor position and went to like, he oversaw all the churches in their area, and it was because God told them that's the guy that we need you to do, uh, need to do this job. So he had a really extraordinary life. You guys should go look up some of the stories of things that were recorded that he did because he, he was a giver. He was a giver. And that is what he is known for even today. Even like the, the uh, whatever you want to call it, Santa Claus today. We think about Santa Claus, but he gets all the credit for it, right? Like I told you about St. Nicholas, he was like, he would give to people and he would try to do it in the most secret way, both to like save the pride of the people he gave so much to, but also because he just didn't care. He didn't care if he got credit for it. And so that is why he is such a widely known person. He is known because of how well he gave to people. He experienced, I think, how blessed you can be as a giver and never expected anything in return. I'm guessing that the real man, St. Nicholas, wouldn't have cared if he got any of the credit for giving whatever he gave to people. All he wanted was to know people. No, he wanted people to know, I should say, that God loved them. And he had a little bit of abundance. His parents were wealthy before they passed away, and so he had a little bit of money to be able to give away, and he sure gave it away because it wasn't his in his eyes. Do you know what I mean? It was God's money to use. And so when he saw those opportunities, when he saw that person in need, when he saw that person who was struggling and maybe just needed this much help or this much help, he was willing to step in and do it and not take any credit for it. And he became the most widely known best giver outside of God probably our world will ever know. He just gave. And he gave, and he gave. And he was so humble about his generosity. So being humble with our generosity is what I want for us this Christmas time. So I promised you I would talk about ways that we can give this Christmas time, or really just all the time, uh, that don't cost you anything. And so here are some ways that we can give, okay? First one is your words. We're going to actually do this tonight. We're going to practice another thing, a way to give. Use your words to encourage. Use your words to speak truth to people, to speak love to them. Even if it doesn't have anything to do with God's love necessarily. If it's somebody who you know is, uh, doesn't want anything to do with God, whatever. Show them the love of God. You don't have to say, God loves you. Say, I love you. In that way, they're going to start seeing. You're going to start beating down a wall in, around their heart that uh, doesn't want anything to do but with God by just loving them. And use your words. You, you can write them. You could send them in a text. You could be really brave and like make a phone call or talk to somebody face to face. And use your words to encourage, speak truth to them, and love them. Another way that you can give that doesn't cost you anything really is give your time. Listen to a friend talk who's going through a hard time. Sit with someone. Don't even talk. Just sit. Just sit there. 
If, it, if, it, if you're like me, I really like my friends that I can just sit with because I'm not naturally a talker person, you know? It's, it's, it's a good thing to be able to just sit with someone, especially the people who struggle. Someone who, ha- if you notice that there's someone at school, one of your friends who they have a need and it's that they need to know that someone cares about them, just try to sit with them, okay? Spend your words, spend your time, use actions. Actions is a pretty easy one, I think, for most of us. Do something for someone. Include someone at school who's lonely. Maybe you forgive someone who did something to you. What a gift that would be. Someone knows that you're upset with them about something that they did to you or whatever, and if you just forgave them, what a gift that would be. And don't expect anything in return. And remember, go through those requirements. Don't expect anything in return. Don't tell anybody else that, oh yeah, I forgave whoever. Don't do all that. Scrap all of that stuff. Do, do it the deep way. Don't do it the surface level way. Don't get any praise out of it. You go and do the hard thing and forgive. Or maybe you need to apologize to someone. That could be a great, huge, one of those, I don't deserve this kind of gift in an action to someone. Apologize to someone. Maybe it's your parent. Maybe it's your friend. Maybe it's your sibling. Maybe it's your little sibling who is driving you nuts this time of year because they want to tell you about what they want for Christmas. Whatever it is, maybe apologize. That would be a great way to show with your actions that you want to give, that you have the heart of a giver. And then the last way to do it, and it's not surely not the last way to give without spending any money, but use your faith. Spend, spend your faith on someone as a gift. Pray for someone. Tell them you're praying for them. Or like actually be in the same room with them and pray for them. That would be a huge gift for someone. Share your faith with someone. You guys talked about that last, re- last week, right? Sharing your faith, how we should share our faith. Those of you who went to Dare to Share, you're probably sick of hearing it, about it, but it's like share your testimony with somebody. Share that gift. Share the gift of life with them. Share the gift of salvation with them this Christmas time. It doesn't cost you anything but, but the little bit of awkwardness, right? It can be awkward to talk about that kind of stuff, but how big of a gift is that? We can't measure the gift of salvation just like we can't measure how big of a gift it was that Jesus came to be with us. That's what Christmas is all about, right, is that Jesus was with us. So Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so that's my hope for you all is that you, in some way, maybe if it's not even this Christmas, you can't muster up the courage this Christmas, fine, do it in January, okay? Try it out. Just see what it would feel like. And in fact, tonight, we're actually, I'm actually going to give you an opportunity to do one of those things, okay? I talked about how you don't want to get a Christmas card that just says something cheesy in it or whatever. Tonight, I've got Christmas cards. And I'm going to ask you guys to think and, and ask God maybe. Pray about it. Right, I have a whole bunch of Christmas cards. And Tonight, if you have someone that you know, like, my words could encourage this person. I could give a gift of my words to someone, and I already know who it is. Go ahead and write it. But if you don't, I want you to wait. I want you to wait and think at school for the next week and a half or however long you're still in school. Look around. 
And it might be weird, right? It's, it could probably be weird if you do it to like some kid at school you don't really know. But think about how, how you might feel after you give it. After you encourage someone you don't even really know that much. After you share the truth of the gospel or the truth about Christmas or the truth about your testimony with God with someone. Just imagine what it would feel like. Because there's a, here's another Christmas poem. There's a snowball effect to this, okay? You do it once, you give a gift like this one time, you're going to realize what this blessed feeling is like. And you're going to like go about your life doing it all the time. A quick story that I remember hearing someone tell me that like propelled me to start doing stuff like this. In college, I had a, my tennis coach, I played tennis in college, and he, he was crazy. He was like the craziest Christian I know. And here, good crazy, okay? He would just give, he would literally give his shoes to people, and he would just walk around with no shoes. He literally one time gave his like sweatpants to some kid, because the kid was like, hey, I like your sweatpants. He was like, you want them? Here you go. Gave them to him. The kid ended up coming to Christ because he gave him a pair of sweatpants, okay? You guys, you guys don't realize how low the bar is. You could give something totally ridiculous and it could change somebody's life because it shows what God is like. So think, pray about who you could give to. Look at what that need in their life is and try to figure out how with your words you can meet that certain need. Okay, I want you to think deeply about it and then do it and see how it impacts your heart as the giver. And just, just, just ponder it, okay? Just talk with God about it, and see how much more blessed you feel as a giver than a receiver. I think you're going to find that what Jesus said is true, because usually he tells us the truth, right? He's, he's telling us the truth, I think. And I think he would tell us, me giving my life, I, feel very, I, I felt blessed. I felt the approval of God by giving my life for you. And so we're the receivers of that gift. Let's give one forward this Christmas time, okay? So we are going to go into a small groups. We'll just go one table at a time. You guys can go grab your cards and then talk about the small group questions we've got. But let's pray for a moment first. Heavenly Father, pray that you would give us the courage to be givers. Help us to experience that special blessedness that comes to those who give and those who give sacrificially, those who give without any desire to be known for a giver. Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes as we go about our lives, that you would speak to our hearts even tonight about who it is that we might be able to give something to, whether it be our time whether it be our faith, whether it be uh, our words or something else, Lord. It doesn't have to cost anything, but it usually costs us just some thought, some, some wondering about who around us could use some of your love this Christmas, Lord. Pray that you would help us have the courage to step out and give in some way. And Lord, we trust you that uh, as we give, you will work through it. There's something peculiar about the way that you work, even in the smallest of ways and the smallest of gestures as well, Lord. So we pray that you would do that as we learn to become givers this Christmas. Lord, we pray this, ask it all in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let's do all the girls' tables. You go first because you guys are going to care which card you get. The boys, I don't think, will. So maybe this table go first, that one second, and this one third, okay? There's questions, too. There's questions. There's a quiz. 
Just kidding. 